I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey. You're listening to The Big Payoff with me, Rachel Bellow, and my best friend and business partner, Suzanne Mushin. That's me. And we're going to give you a chance to listen in on the conversations that we're having at work that you will never hear at business school. And I should know because I'm a professor at a business school. I thought you were fired, Suzanne. Weren't you fired? Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. So, Rachel, I've been obsessed with watching a new show on Netflix. Uh, like, you have all the time in the world to watch new shows. What, when, are you, when are you doing that? I carry my my iPad around with me like it's a, a blanket from room to room. <laughs> your, and, banky, your banky <laughs> iPad. Yes. And I turn it on whenever I can because it's so soothing because I'm watching this show called Money Heist. And in this show, which is goes on for four seasons about the money heist of a bank of Spain, it's filmed in Madrid, and there's a guy behind the whole heist. Ironically, they call him the professor, so he's sort of my alter ego. But he has thought through every single possible worst case scenario of this heist for four seasons. All of which happen. Every single possible worst case scenario happens. And he's thought through all of them and solves for them. And I find it weirdly calming to watch. You know, I could see that because it's like, oh, this is um, a compulsive repetition of catastrophe that gets resolved. Yes. Right? Whereas in our lives... We're on the brink of catastrophe and there's no telling what the hell is going to happen. There's no professor. It's like, imagine if you had that guy in your life, a woman or person who just like had everything thought out for you and just knew what, how, how it was going to get solved. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, that would be awesome. But instead we have exactly the opposite. I mean, we both have people in our lives who are constantly pointing out the catastrophic reality just around the corner. It's like a compulsion. It's like an addiction they have to like, oh, 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 this is going to happen and it's not going to be good. Suzanne, if you think back to every single work environment we've ever been in, and I and I know everybody has this, in every work environment, there's there's there are catastrophic thinkers who are always painting the worst case scenario. Yes. Yes, with no solution out. They just want to paint the worst possible picture. Right. In Money Heist, if they did that, they'd die. 
So I mean, you have it isn't even just professional. You have Scotty in Arizona, oh right? God. Isn't he like that? He's my favorite. He's my favorite real life character. So we have this house guy who is, you know, he does things around the house when we need to fix things, or he takes care of outdoor stuff. And he's clearly grown up in the desert, like knows every single thing about the desert. And every time he comes over, he paints the worst case scenario for me of things that could happen in the desert while um, I'm there. I need you to do an impression of him. I, I just, I need this. I need All right, well, well, here was the last one. I'll give you two of them from the, this last visit. So he said, he walked in the door and he said, oh, well, they got you. Well, they just got you. And I said, Scotty, who? who? He said, oh, oh the, the wild pigs got you. I said, which wild pigs? He said, oh, they came right up to your door. Oh, the wild pigs came up right up to your door. So <laughs> let's go look outside. Let's go look at the, the plants outside your door. Because they're what must have happened is last night, the wild pigs came right up to your door. They were right here at your plants. <laughs> and I said, so what should I do, Scotty? Should, should I go, like, should I stay in the house? Oh, stay in the house because the wild pigs will be here. And if the wild pigs will come, the coyotes will come after them. <laughs> okay, so now I can't leave my house because there are wild pigs in my front yard. And coyotes right behind them. <laughs> and coyotes behind them. And this was following him taking me to my garage and saying, you see that trap? I said, yes, I see the trap. He said, you see the lizard in there? I said, yeah, I see mm -hmm. the lizard, Scotty. He said, oh, that lizard's followed a scorpion. The scorpion was in the trap. Now there's a lizard. And you know what follows the lizard? I said, what? He says, the rats. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. my God. So I can't, I can't go there. So I made the mistake then of asking him if it was snake season, and I don't even have to do the impression. So I'm just telling you, whenever Scotty's there, I don't know why. It's it's just I do it to myself because it's like listening to a, a non-coming train wreck that I know is happening catastrophic thinking. Right. So, I mean, this is the thing. So let's, let's talk about this for a second, because this is exactly the way my mother is. Okay. Yes. And your mother, for, for sure. I mean, it, it's like a drug for her. She has to, no matter what it is, we're I pick up the phone and she's like, Rachel, I go, Oh, I said, I wanted to go walking today, but I couldn't cause it's raining. Oh, well, you're <laughs> getting rain. Well, Rachel, we have a drought here. It's a drought and everything's dying. And I, I'm just telling you, my yard's never coming back. It's never coming back. And I, and so then two days later I go, mom, I see on my weather thing that it rained in Bloomington. And she's like, Rain, it's like it's just torrential. It's torrential, and we're all and all it's just drowning all of my petunias. It's just it's over. It's like my yard is over. And I I realize, Suzanne, that people like this need it. Need, and it has it. this incredibly negative effect and stressing effect on us. And I think we really need to talk about it because I don't believe you and I are alone in being surrounded, or maybe not surrounded, maybe that's an exaggeration, but we have these people in our lives that aren't, who aren't going away and we love them. Oh, the, the, first of all, I feel drawn to them in a weird way because I'm know. so not like this, but it's also oddly triggering to me also. So I want to talk about that on this show. So we're talking about people in our lives who simply come forward with worst case scenarios all the time. All the time. 
They can be and, counted on to do that. And why, really, since they're not going to change what we can do right. to deal with the people in our lives who are the catastrophic thinkers. Right. It's not healthy. It's not good for them, but it's not good for us either. So I think we need to figure out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What to do. So, Rach, I'm wondering why people have this mindset. I mean, if they're doing it, you and I have always said, if they have a behavior, even if it's negative, it has to be working for them. And and don't you think? So why are they doing it? Why are I catastrophic mean, thinkers doing this? My theory, I have a little theory. I think they're looking to be comforted. It's like a distorted way to get comforted. I know that's true for my mother. Like she, she wants to be comforted because if I just go, oh yeah, that sucks. It, it, it suddenly is just like, wait, wait, that's not the script here. You're supposed to go, oh, it's okay. It's going to be, yeah, okay. it's going to be okay. I, I think that is true for your mother. I think in the workplace, the issue is that it just doesn't work for anyone else. And so it's such a, an absorption of time to go around trying to comfort the people around us who are thinking in ways where you just look at them and think, okay, how is that helping the cause here? It doesn't, it doesn't work anywhere. Let's just be straight that it is an enormous draw on energy. It's an oxygen sucker. It's like whoever is the catastrophic thinker gets all of the energy in the room. And it doesn't lead, as you said, it doesn't lead to any solutions. And the effect, I mean, I guess the effect that it has on people depends on who you are and who was like in your life doing this. But it, it no matter what it is, it scrambles the airwaves so that people aren't thinking straight. Like for me, I feel triggered to like rush in and save the situation. I, it's my sister and I both just have that need to be the hero and solve it and put them out of their misery, partly because it's like really impossible for me to get anything done while you're feeling so bad. And, and that's just a waste of my time. It's so interesting that that is your response because I find to get what I need from you emotionally, I have to just be very realistic. If, if I tell you my reality 
you're really empathetic and great in that moment. Yes. So I can see how if I painted like a false sort of like worst case crazy scenario, you would tr be triggered totally. Yeah. For me, when somebody paints a catastrophe, I'm such a problem solver. I'm such a forward mover that if somebody puts a catastrophic scenario in front of me that is just like, seriously, that's how you're thinking about this? I'm so triggered that I just argue it. I'll be like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. So let's consider this other scenario, which I also know isn't helpful because that's not what they need to hear. It, well, it's just there. It's not even reality and not reality because they're not even doing it to get an answer. Well, let's talk about then let's talk about the solutions because clearly you and I from different angles, I'm rushing in and taking responsibility. You're trying to argue them out of it. Oh, neither yeah. of it were, neither works. Let's just also crystallize because the, here's the effect of it. Time drain, emotional drain, people around start to swirl around the wrong thing because typically you're either wasting time calming somebody down or avoiding solutions. Right. And and, I, and also people lose hope. Like yeah. if people are walking around going, well, if this isn't going to work anyway, then fuck it. Yeah. I, I just want to give an example from television last night. So- Wow. You've been watching a lot of television. <laughs> this, is during, no, this is during dinner, which is actually not good because David and I usually don't watch television during dinner. It's like yeah. a thing. But- I turned on Chris Cuomo, which was a mistake. He's a catastrophic <laughs> he thinker, is by the way. Totally a catastrophic. Oh my God. Oh my he? God. So last night was the news about how Minnesota is not going to be able to count votes mm -hmm. before that are turned in after yesterday, prior after the election. Yeah. So Chris is like, oh, well, Minnesota's doomed. Like Minnesota's just going to get fucked, right? And and then he has Amy Klobuchar on. So Chris is like, so Amy, I mean, basically Minnesota is going to go Republican. Why, why I mean, does Chris Cuomo sound like Scotty? I'm, I'm kidding. That's right. That's probably true, right? <laughs> so Chris is so on. Amy. So Amy, <laughs> the snakes are going to come. <laughs> oh, they got you. And then the scantron. They got you. <laughs> so, he, so Chris is on and he's basically telling America how Minnesota has no hope and, and Nothing is going to work. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> How did Amy deal forward. with that? How'd she and do Amy that? was awesome. She just stopped him. She said, Chris, since I can't solve for the ruling that just occurred, let me tell you what I can do. Let's talk about what's in our control to do right now. I'm going to give you three things. But she was very good with him. And I felt, I felt um, both relieved and like, shut the fuck up, Chris. I felt hostile. Yeah. So let's talk about what, what good responses are because, yeah, that yeah. thing is very triggering. So, Rachel, I think one thing that we can do, and it's ironic that I'm going to suggest that because this next one, because I think I'm not great at it, but maybe we can give it a try, which is starting with more empathy really being in it with the other person. Because if you recognize it's a coping mechanism yes, and you don't actually feel so triggered by it, then you could be in the moment for a shorter period of time with them, not arguing. 
So let's say, you know, if I were Amy Klobuchar and I'm not going to do the imitation, okay. <laughs> but I would have just said something like, Chris, you must be on this show every night hearing so many things that are terrifying. I can only imagine the mindset that would put you in. I I feel for you. So let's talk about what's in our control. Oh my God, that's great. I would do like, I would turn the empathy into a total condescending shit show. Like, this. Okay, I'd well, go, that's not helpful. Yeah, yes, like what this, would you like, do? Go ahead. I'd go, oh, Chris, oh, I feel so <laughs> sorry for you that you see the world like that. That must suck. Okay. <laughs> so that's a good example of what not to do. That's passive aggressive. Okay. That's violent. So don't do that. So erase what Rachel just said, rewind this podcast to my good example and use empathy. I think that's a good. I mean, that is like, that actually is good. I, it never occurs to me to do that. Yes, if I, I stop, know. I mean, it's really, <laughs> it's not very nice. Um, I, here's another thing that I do that actually does work. You, hmm. you, it's like, uh, um, Oh, Aikido. You know, Aikido is the martial art where you use someone's energy and you go with it instead of Oh, I thought you were talking about the keto diet. No. A I K no, not keto. Okay. So you (laughs) it's put someone on a keto diet. You're like, you (laughs) You. are going on the keto diet now. (laughs) No, you go with the flow. So you go with their line of thinking instead of trying to argue with them or trying to be the hero. So sometimes like my mother, sorry to keep bringing you up, mom, but so I'll go, oh yeah. I mean, it's true, mom. It is like Bloomington is actually, I think it might actually be one of the very first American cities to flood, to actually, for the first time, more than New Orleans, flood, be underwater. How is this helpful? I mean- well, it's interesting because she laughs. It, it, oh, I exa- when, oh. If I exaggerate it so much and go so far with the flow, it's like a mirror. It mirrors uh-huh. and she sees nice. it and she she laughs. But you have to have a sense of humor for that. That's good. But I also think going with the flow will do something else, which will play the thing out. Because sometimes catastrophic thinkers are so short term in their thinking yes. that they can't get the full picture of the catastrophe, yes. right? Yeah. It's just like the tornado is going to come and the house is going to get, you know, ruined, but they don't, aren't able I, to go I to actually, the- when, when Lily, when my older daughter was little, she used to watch the Wizard of Oz. And there's this one moment in the Wizard of Oz where the guy who eventually becomes the wizard, but he's like Mr. Marvel or something at the beginning of the movie. He's like that, that, yeah. that right? He goes, there's clearly like a tornado coming. And he goes, Dorothy, there's a storm coming. It's a whopper. And so whenever, I just remembered this, that like whenever Lily would get really worried about something, I'd go, Lily, there's a storm coming. It's a whopper. <laughs> well, let's try that in any scenario where you see somebody with catastrophic okay. thinking. Or not. Um, You know, one person who was really great, if this is probably a good thing for parents, and if you can do a version of this, maybe if you're a manager, have people on your team who need this. Jessica Sapira, who was my upstairs neighbor for many years and a second mom to the kids, and Jessica, uh, Rachel knows Jessica very well. Love her. Love. Had the best advice for the kids. And and look, kids are absolutely catastrophic thinkers. They just often cannot help themselves. So what she would do when they would come to her with catastrophic thinking is she would equip them with just that perfect starter kit 
for a response that would calm them down. And the pattern was always, okay, if something's going to come at you that you think is awful, just have the one moment of the prepared response to that that will stop the catastrophe in its tracks. So for example, if if her daughter Isabel would come with her favorite skirt on and in the morning she would say to her mom, mom, I am a hundred percent sure that Billy is going to really make fun of my skirt when I go to school and then everybody's going to be staring at me and they're all going to make fun of me and I'm going to cry. Then Jessica would say something like, so Isabel, he is going to look at your skirt. And when he does, you're going to say, Billy, I'm so appreciative that you recognize what I'm wearing today. Thank you. I'm also sure that you're really not up with today's fashion because this skirt I bought at a really special store. And I think if you looked a little harder, you'd see that this is really what a lot of people are wearing today. Right, right. So she's so in the catastrophe, in the catastrophe thinking, you're giving them one little solution one. to own, to own. One, yeah. one little thing that that make that empowers you, right? So I think that what we're saying here is this is the big takeaway. The catastrophic thinker is always going to be the same. So it's you who has to change. Like we, the only way to stop catastrophic thinking is for the person on the receiving end to behave differently. Right. Instead of setting, it sets up a dynamic and what drives you crazy is you fall into the dynamics. So, so we're giving you choices to not fall into the dynamic. Right. And to not respond in triggering ways that make it worse. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you're that person, if you're if you look, some people are just set up to think catastrophically. If it, that's okay, if you're that person, just recognize the effect that it has on others. And and here's a, one upside: if you have a catastrophic thinker on your team, here's maybe one way to look at it, which is they're pointing out the worst case scenarios. And maybe if you're too much of an optimist, oh, right, totally useful. Totally really useful. useful. They could be pointing out blind spots. So I'm going to try to be a little more patient and you're going to try to be a little more empathetic. I'm going to try to be more catastrophic so that you can test out some of our solutions in real time over the next month. I'm just going to be you know, please you. don't. Please don't. <laughs> I don't need anything else real in my life right now to be painted out for me as being worse than it already is. Okay, well, but we've given our listeners so many solutions to deal so with many. catastrophic thinking. You're welcome. Suzanne, let's let's check it out. Yeah, let's check it out. Let's check it out. We should check it out. So, Rach, what is your check this out for this week? Well, it's a little unusual because usually it is a concrete thing, an object or a food group or an app or something like that. This is actually a phrase. And Suzanne, this is going to solve a huge problem for us because you know how f- for a long time we've hated the phrase work-life balance? Hated. Hate it so much. And we've tried to search for alternatives. We've used work-life integration and that doesn't really work because it's like, oh, you get to bring your dog to work or whatever. I, I, 
I was on a phone call with somebody that I've just met, new friend. And yeah, that's the check this out. Done. Boom. (laughs) You can. And Nicole Barksdale, and she just used as a throwaway this phrase. And I said, excuse me? Excuse me? You ready? She said, work-life harmony. And I was like, oh, that's great because it's like, as in a harmony, it's like sometimes up, but sometimes down, but they work together in unison for, right? So you and I can say what we're going for is work-life harmony. I like it. I like it. That's nice. Do we want to say life-work harmony? I think work-life is so- Wouldn't you- Life I know, work. but wouldn't you yeah. and I yes, say I would. life work yes, harmony? Yes, I would. I would. I would. Okay. Okay. See how I just did that? Mm-hmm. You do. I'm going to go back to work life harmony. Go okay. ahead. Okay. I'm about to introduce an app that is either inspiring or a little upsetting that I've resorted to this. Maybe this is the theme of this podcast is just what a bad mental state I'm in. But one of our former colleagues, Brittany Baron Stanley, pointed it out that she was using this. I saw it on Instagram. And normally I would see these things and go, oh, I would never, ever use an app like that. But when I saw Britt use it, I thought, huh, I could use an app like that. So the app, and I love it now. The app is called I Am. (laughs) Just hold on, wait for it. And what it does is every now and then throughout the day, you can set how often it happens. It pulls up these motivational notes just for you. And so like the one I just got during this podcast says, I choose the happiness of this moment over the pain of the past. And it has a nice like picture of a bridge and calming water. And they change all the time based on your mood. Like you can tell it what mood you're in. Oh, and honey. so just oh, honey, you are so lost. <laughs> you are... I know. It no, but here's no, what's what, great. It, that's kind of, okay. Here's what's great. I'm in the middle of like a crazy moment, and and you know my head's deep down, and all of a sudden my I, you know my Apple Watch will buzz or my phone will buzz, and up will pop this really oh, nice. Oh, it comes thing. up automatically. Yeah. Oh, that's that's. It That's just okay. pops right up. And and it's like, thank you. Well, what is the name of the app, honey? I am. Oh, I am. I, like me. And like do you get I. to choose your aphorisms and the and, No, it comes up for you, but you you set it like you kind of tell it ahead of time. I'm what a fucking ki- mess, please help me. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. But I found it really helpful. <laughs> Okay. 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 Really helpful. Okay. Well, Honestly, if it helps give it a with try. your work-life harmony or your life-work harmony, I am all for it. You should try it. Just give it a little, just give it a little spin. Okay. I am. A little test drive. So Rachel, in this episode, we nailed this idea of what to do in the face of somebody who is really a catastrophic thinker. But in our next episode, which you should listen to, we're going to talk about what happens when chaos actually occurs and you're in the middle of it. What do you do? Real chaos. Oh, they gotcha. 
Oh, Susan. <laughs> they actually gotcha. <laughs> they gotcha. And we have a six-step program for you that I think will become the new, the new thing. And trust us, chaos is upon us. I mean, so so you got to listen up. You you really do have to listen up. Yeah. So stay tuned. It'll be on the next episode of the Big Payoff. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks to our listeners and also to our audio engineer, Ryan Derringer at Welterweight Studio and our producer, Ireland Meacham at Audiation. If you like what you heard, you can find us at bigpayoffradio.com on the Acast app or wherever else you listen. And remember, if you want to keep hearing our sage advice, my sage advice, remember to rate and review us. It really does help.